Hey folks, it's Jeremy, the host of Blamo. Thanks so much for listening. This is a preview of one of our exclusive shows on Patreon. These are member-supported shows, meaning they only happen because of our incredible members and community. So check out a preview of the episode, and if you like it, consider joining us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Blamo, where we have tons of exclusive Blamo episodes, shows, our amazing Slack group, and we're adding new things for members all the time. If not, no worries, we still love you, and we literally have hundreds of episodes of Blamo all free for you to dive into. Thanks so much. This one's for the real heads. For years, like many of you, I've been a massive fan of Derek Guy, the author of the popular site Die Workwear. Derek is a writer and personality unlike any I've ever known in the industry. But it's not because of how he dresses, because, well, good luck finding a picture of him anyway. But his writing is often from a historical perspective and reminds us how we dress is connected to our culture. Every time I read his work, I walk away enlightened. He also has impeccable taste and is 10 for 10 on predicting brands. Seriously, folks, check those timestamps. So I asked him about the resurgence of menswear, something I'm absolutely ecstatic about and hopeful for. But his answer was not what I expected. But after re-listening, it's kind of exactly what I needed to hear. Derek and I discuss how dressing is a social act, the psychology of clothing, and last but not least, Derek shares more of his philosophy on menswear. It's Blamo Extra with Derek Guy of Dye Workwear. You're you're kind of like the white whale of podcasts um, because one because you know you. Um, you know your 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 takes are always constant on Twitter, but I think your knowledge and your writing and your your fantastic ability to communicate and 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 welcome people into a world of menswear, uh, people just want to hear from you. And so, the the reason why I wanted to chat with you a bit was about um, the resurgence or not of suits and and like more specifically hashtag menswear. Can I ask you first, what do you mean by resurgence? Sure. Um, I think resurgence as in, like, for me, streetwear was very much a thing. And I, I am using it a little bit in the past tense, in the sense that streetwear, uh, and think like sweatpants, think um, Supreme, right? Think Ame, think, you know, but a lot of these companies are really, like, now they're they're kind of pushing people a little bit more into suits. They're... You know, like you see Ame doing collaborations with Drake's. You see, um, but then you also see brands like Drake's doing much more Ame-esque things, which is like, you know, just knitwear, m- more like sportswear. And so I think like with this sort of like melding, you have people who are like, you know what? Like I started out in Supreme and now I'm going to suits. I'm going to sport coats. I'm going to... Uh, raw denim like and what i think a lot of people thought was dead in the sense like no one's gonna wear suits again no one's gonna wear sport coats again i think a lot of people are like getting back into it and are doing it i see what you're saying um so when when we first chatted about this when you sent me an email you said the resurgence of menswear and um my first thought to that is when i think of that phrase, I think of like, you know, like the early aughts to about 2010, that kind of big boom where a lot of people got into men's clothing and style. 
Um, and there was this huge interest in suits and tailoring. Mm-hmm. I don't see that happening again, um, at least in the near future. But I think it is true that there are some people that are tired of wearing, um, you know, sweatpants or lounge clothes at home, and they might go out and take the opportunity to dress up. Um, you know, I'm when I hear this kind of this type of resurgence. I mean, I don't know what offices are going to look like in the next couple of years. I don't know what restaurants are going to look like. Um, and if people are only going out a few times, you know, a month versus every single day, um, you know, they may take the opportunity to wear tailored clothing. I mean, when I, you know, I, I recently saw, I think Rachel Tashon was, I think, on CNBC talking about suits and what workplaces may look like. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, it seems like the bigger part of the story for me anyway, is more on the supply side. And it may be that some people take the opportunity to go and wear tailored clothing. And there may be a few of them who go out and buy new tailored clothing. Um, but I worry that there's not going to be enough to sustain the businesses that are specializing in this and, and the factories and that this kind of long trajectory that we've already already had of dressing down and people not wearing tailored clothing um, is not going to be reversed to the degree that needs to be to keep many companies alive. So if, you know, the world ends up being, I don't know, just, you know, like a couple of maybe mediocre tailoring companies you know, like I, I think that's a huge loss. So when I hear resurgence, I wonder who's going to be buying the stuff and whether or not that's going to sustain the companies uh, to still be in operation, the retailers, the factories, the tailors, so on and so forth. Mm. I, I agree with that, but I think there's, there's a, a new sort of, I don't know, generation of people who are looking for this almost as a novelty in the sense that, so I have a friend of mine, he works at a pretty successful law firm. And he was saying, he's like, look, like, you know, we're doing Zoom calls. And, you know, I had to message a few of my, few of my staff by being like, yo, like wear a sport coat, wear, uh, wear a tie if you're not wearing a sport coat. Like don't show up in your workout shirt because you just got off the Peloton. And people were like, kind of caught off guard by it. He's like, like th- we're still trying to function and do business. And so he thinks a lot of his law firm is like, look, we're just going to dress down. We're just going to accept it. And it's fine. We're all going to be in our, you know, Lululemon jumpsuits. But you have a lot of other like younger folks, like friends of mine who, in all honesty, never had uh, suiting or sport coats or anything as a uniform based on their previous careers. And now they're opting to do that by choice because they just want to look different. And also there are people that really want to distinguish themselves from the people who are, you know, wearing like a Supreme sweatshirt where it's like, no, no, no. Like I graduated, man. Like I'm, I'm, I'm above that now. I'm off that tip. Well, for the zoom calls, I mean, how many, what's, what's a tailored wardrobe going to look like for that? Three jackets. <laughs> uh, great question. Three I don't, jackets yeah. and like the same two shirts, yeah. maybe even just a shirt with a different collar. Like, what does that even mean? I don't know. And you're not buying. You're not buying shoes. You probably don't even have to buy pants. Uh, but wait, do, if you buy, a have tie, you done you that? Might need like two of them. Have I done? I mean, like pantsless Zoom calls. Yeah, like well, I mean, because 
I, I like saw a lot of people that were saying that they were doing that. Like, oh, I'm just wearing a sport coat and then, you know, I have sweatpants and flip flops or whatever underneath. I don't I think that's just a gag. And, and very few people have actually done that. Yeah, I don't I don't think that people actually do that. I think they I mean, it's but it's weird, right? Because you're wearing pants and no one sees it. I mean, yeah. presumably for at least like insurance in case you accidentally stand up. But, <laughs> I, but my point is like. You know, Rachel Syme had another article in uh, the the New Yorker that I thought was brilliant about you know her desire to dress up a little bit more at home, mm-hmm. and it feels like the people who try to make more of an effort eventually petered out, and we still like dressing is very much a social act. You know, even if you say that you dress for yourself, you dress to communicate certain things to others. And if you're only dressed for an hour on a Zoom call and it's a small pixelated photo, it's just not as satisfying. So when I hear the resurgence of tailoring, which I hope happens, I mean, I just want to be clear that I love tailored clothing and I, you know, I, I hope the industry survives and I hope the style survives. Um, but, you know, it has to be a public act. And I don't think that people are going to buy a meaningful tailored wardrobe if we're still mostly doing Zoom calls, remote work. Um, And even if they go out for dinner only like, you know, once a week, who knows? I don't know what, what, uh, you know, post-vaccine world looks like. Um, Right. If they only go out for dinner once a week, are they going to buy... I don't, you know, I don't know what most people have in their wardrobe as far as tailored clothing, but it's not what we normally talked about. You know, I mean, normally True. if we're talking about seasonal suits, I, you know, you roughly say, I don't know, five, seven sport coats, you know, to get you through at least a week. And, you know, many people have many more. Um, mm-hmm. You don't really need that many if you're going out to dinner once a week. You could wear this, you know, you could rotate between two sport coats. So if it's that kind of scale... Um, and it's only a few people doing that. Again, when I hear the resurgence, I just wonder if it's large enough to, to sustain companies. Yeah. I mean, that's a great question. And I'm not, I know. Yeah. I mean, I hope that would be the same too, but I think at least for me, like the, the other thing that I'm kind of curious your take on is a lot of these younger brands are trying to look older and a lot of the older brands are also trying to look younger, right? Like, yes, um, yes. A friend of mine uh, sent me a photo of the recent J Press campaign, and he's like, "Is this Ame Noah Supreme? Who is it?" And <laughs> and the, and he was right, and he wasn't even trying to be like a, a jerk or rude or anything. I mean, but it, it was just that a lot of these brands are like, "No, no, no!" Like we're looking older, and even Drake's has been doing much more casual stuff. Noah's doing much you know, a little bit more like suiting and things like that. And so you, you see this like perfect, like melding of this more refined sportswear and then suiting companies doing a little bit less refined sort of casual wear. And it's it's just like, everyone's just in chore coats now. (laughs) Yeah. So that's the, that's the other thing is, you know, when we talk about the resurgence of menswear, um, so much has been written already about this, about how, we're all in these kind of balkanized communities on the internet and, you know, whether or not there's like a, there are no more trends. I mean, I think Simon Doonan had written something about that in 2010. Kathy Horn wrote um, that famous article. I think it was in the cut 
called the end of trends. Mm-hmm. And um, the general argument is that the internet has allowed people to stay in these like niche communities. And there are no longer these editorial gatekeepers who tell us what to wear. Um, so when I hear, you know, Drake's doing a younger look or, or Ame doing kind of, you know, tailored clothing, I think these are like very small, um, these are very small things in like very like niche communities. Mm. And it is, I think it is true that, um, especially traditional or semi-traditional classic clothing companies have to draw, draw in a younger crowd because I mean, you hear this all the time from clothiers that as uh, men get older, they don't buy as much. Um, I hear that from many traditional clothiers who say, you know, they had a traditional customer buy a bunch of things in the 1980s when they were 30 years old. And then that customer stayed with them over the decades. But over time, their, you know, spending got less and less as they got older, understandably. Right, right. right. Um, And especially for many of these clothiers, um, that customer moved from buying suits to sport coats to sweaters to just shirts because that's the general trend of of men's style um and the the margin for each of those things has gotten smaller and smaller so they have to find younger customers and ideally younger customers who are willing to spend on big ticket items not just a dress shirt they have to buy something like a sport coat so um I think it's it's smart to draw on that younger customer. But for suits and tailoring to come back, <clears throat> I think you need a big cultural moment. You It can't just be Drake's, I don't know, like made a slightly slimmer sport coat or something or, or is doing a collab with Ami or, or Noah's had this article in GQ. It needs, like for menswear to come back, you need a serious cultural moment. And the last cultural moment was want to hear the rest join us over on patreon you'll hear this episode in tons more exclusive pods from the return of sid mashburn michael hill of drakes and more you'll also get access to our private members only slack group where we chat about menswear and everything else visit patreon.com forward slash blamo and we'll see you there